It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. I'm so excited to have with me Marusha Murphy. Marusha is known as the community architect who builds communities for change and impact makers in a way that blends the good of people, purpose, and profit into one another. In addition to running her community architecture and culture building consultancy, she is also the founder of Perky Perky Coffee, which invites their customers to rise up from the first cup of coffee and onward throughout the day. The coffee industry is intrigued by her because she didn't come up the ranks as many do to grow a coffee company successfully. Even in her fear to take on this industry, she decided this larger conversation around empowering women was worth it. Her uniqueness brought Perky Perky to the United Nations in 2019 and served Perky Perky Coffee to over 400 transformational world and business leaders. The United Nations Nations on Women's Entrepreneur Day identified Perky Perky as one of 10 women-owned brands to be on the watch out for in 2020. Marisha, it is incredible to be here with you. I am so, so honored to, to know you, and I'm grateful for this immersion that brought us together, and yeah, it's great to see your beautiful face. Thank you for being here. Sarah, I'm so happy to be here as well. I'm very much looking forward to our conversation tonight and just whatever shows up. I'm here fully present with you after a full day of just creation and being in my creation space. So that's my favorite space to be. So I was, I'm just lit up and so ready to be here and present with you and those I get to serve tonight. Ah, yes. Well, you serve so many and we are, we are blessed to, to be here with you tonight. And uh, yeah, is there something that you really have on your heart that you want to lead with? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, 
I've been actually sitting in this space. I know our conversation is about really getting into our feminine and getting into um, the goodness that we each bring to the world. And, you know, what keeps coming up, what's been coming up for me over this last week is just giving ourselves full permission. If we are meant to be change agents, let me back up. So many of us that are watching right now are meant to be impact makers in some way whether it's reaching literally millions of people or really spending time with the, and quality experiences with those around us in our like physical locations, right? Like no matter which one, number one, I want you to know that I see and I hear the energy that's within you that wants to bubble up to be in its fullest form, right? And with that, there's so much that it takes, whether or not it's building an, a quality relationship with one person or building a message that's supposed to reach millions of people or somewhere in between. And, you know, Sarah, I, um, I don't know, I just kept going back to that this like and the reason I said yes to joining you in this is that I really believe that if we as women recognize the fullest version of our power, we are unstoppable. Absolutely. Our message gets clearer. Our intentions get louder um, without having to feel like we're pushing up a boulder. Right. It just shows up because we are aligned. And yeah, um, yeah I kind of, I don't know, that that was with me all this week as I just knew that you and I would be on tonight and um, having this conversation. So mm, I'm yeah. excited. talk about however that shows up for us. You're absolutely right. And it is so much of it is just being in alignment, being just like so in tune with our intuition, our impulses, letting those be alive within us, trusting them. And I'm curious, what does femininity mean to you? So you are uh, a woman who's very powerful in business. And, you know, so often we associate running a business, the qualities necessary with running that with more of our masculine traits. And so what do you see around that? Do you agree? Is that true? Do you see it different? What does femininity mean to you? You know, I really appreciate that question also, because if you and I met four years ago, I would not have known how to answer that question because I was even, you know, at that point I was running a multi-million dollar business incubator. Um, I was uh, always, I was on the road constantly. I was hustling for our sales. I was building my team and growing these things and do, and I was doing, 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 and I was loving it. I don't love, I don't not love being in my masculine, just FYI on that. Um, and I was burnt out. I was, ex I was exhausted all the time. People that really knew me, my inner circle knew that I was really good at putting on a show. Like I was great at like presenting everything in a very, in a feminine way. And what I mean by that is what I thought feminine femininity was at that point, four years ago, was me having to play weak around certain people that were more masculine mm. or having to acquiesce to, um, to somebody because they, they were either a guy or somebody that came off as more masculine than me. And so my, you know, my upbringing also, I'm half Filipino, 
um, and Puerto Rican and, uh, and, and white. And so with all of that being mixed, but the big part of me is Filipino, like a big part of my family culture is Filipino. Um, it's very much like everyone uh, is more important than you. There's this like underlying value. Um, and so for me, femininity means to submit, to be in submission to um, everybody else. And that's what I thought femininity was. But to be in business was to me to hustle and grind and do all that. So I felt like I felt more aligned with who I was because I was able to be in my fierceness and my power when I was in the business mode. Um, unless I, 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 you know, came across somebody that was more masculine than me, then I had to like be super subdued mm-hmm. or super submissive. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, a dear friend of mine, my friend, Emily introduced me, um, to this idea of being in your feminine power. And she, when she and I met, it was like, I, like I said, you know, I was burnt out. I was, you know, like, like, if you, like we literally probably wouldn't have known, like been friends or connected because I would have, I was like that, like stereotypical, I'm, a, I'm building a business as a woman type of person. And as she invited me to like really lean into the softness of me and what if I followed my intuition more and what if I allowed myself to not always have to live by the system, but live by like what feels aligned and what feels right and just to rest and play more and give myself space to play and take care of me. What, what could happen then? And I remember for a good year, I had no idea what to do with all that. Like I would try it. I was like stumbling over myself all the time. I'd be like, totally chilled out. Right. Like, and then I'd be like, not, I'm not chilled out because I'm thinking about how I needed like finish out, you know, this conversation with this client and that and all the things that I wasn't really giving myself permission to fully just release and surrender, mm-hmm. not from a submission way, but a surrendered way, totally different to me. Um, and so now the term femininity has really aligned with giving myself grace giving myself permission to lead from, from that gracefulness that I have within me. Like I'm pretty damn graceful. when I gave myself, finally gave myself permission. And I started to like realize that my intuition actually held some serious knowledge. Like I had some like incredible value to give if I leaned into my intuition and built from that versus lived in that hustle mode. And I have to do it this way because everyone's telling me it's supposed to be done this way kind of mode, right? So I would say today, I'm still obviously on this journey. I am definitely not close to perfect, but I am leaning in to what it feels like to be a woman more. And I'll tell you what, while the businesses that I've run um, aren't necessarily as financially uh, amazing as the company that I was building, you know, I took it to like six and a half million in a couple of years. Um, I'm happy. And I think that counts for so much. And with that being said, I'm now at a place where I'm recognizing how I can really partner with my femininity Mm. and my feminine power and my, my, um, my love for systems and my love for, for planning and taking action and being in the hustle once in a while and bring them together. Like Mm -hmm. I'm recognizing it's really a relationship within myself of the both and to then activate possibility and activate 
incredible communities that just my body of work, right? Like it's a both and conversation now. So that's what I'm sitting in um, and, and learning a lot about these days and, uh, and enjoying the process of tripping over myself and being like, oh, okay, interesting. Did that again. Okay, what does it lean, mean to lean in, to stop hustling, you know, and then I keep going back into that conversation. So mm-hmm. it's a lot, of, it's, been a, it's been a fun journey of practicing that and, and trying to figure that out. Do you find that fear comes up for you when you're leaning into more of yourself? Mm. Fear in what way? Mm. Just uh, fear of failure, possibly. Um, Fear of um, not being respected. I'm not sure how, how that might come up, but is there, do you find yourself fighting off the fear um, to, to lean into more of yourself? Gosh, that's a good question. Well, and I just needed to sit with that for a second. I appreciate you reframing that for me a little bit because I was trying to think of it like, when am I afraid? I'm always afraid. Um, so one of the biggest reasons, one of the biggest things that happened recently was and I'm going to share this story because it connects to this fear conversation and what we're talking about, because this past, so COVID, right? COVID happened. We're all obviously impacted by that. And in our family, so I'm a mom, I have a husband and I have three daughters. And as you have shared, you know, I, I have perky, perky coffee, which is all about inviting women to rise up and do each day powerfully. And I'm very transparent about, you know, the reason I started the coffee company was because I felt major depression after having my third daughter and, and feeling like I was a nobody suddenly. I was just mom. Like mm-hmm. that was just my role, was just mom. And, um, and so part of me in this coffee company has been that it's a love letter to women to invite us to recognize that we're so fully beautiful and enough as we are. Um, and we can start that from our first morning, the cup, first cup in the morning and onwards throughout the day. So with that, I've been saying this, right, for now, like three years, the company has been is about three and a half years old. And in, at the beginning of COVID, I found myself in a place where my husband needed a sabbatical big time. His mental health was really, um, he, he was just having a really rough season in his own journey. And at the same time, I was really like, oh, I was kind of feeling gritty and, and like rough around the edges with, with COVID, obviously, then having to like suddenly virtually school my kids and figure that out. And we lost our house, you know, all the support that we have to make it so that both of us are, you know, in our careers and running a home and all that stuff. So like our housekeeper and um, the babysitters that we had were like not babysitting anymore. So there went date nights. And so we went from this like feeling really safe in our home, in our, in our space to like feeling completely rocked and stripped. And suddenly hubby who has his own very awesome career, um, in business, uh, was like, I, I need a break and I'm, I, my mental health needs some, some love. And he was basically asking me to start taking the reins and start taking over. And I was like mad at him. And I was also very excited. Like it's everything I'm telling everyone else to do. And here I am in this place of like, oh my God, like you're really calling me to like stand up and like, and like 
lead when I've been leading, leaning on you to lead while I'm leading, while I'm leading the com the perky perky company, but not our business, our consulting practice. Right. And I remember this moment where it literally felt like in my meditation, I, I literally felt like I was like being, I was receiving the, this like wand or something like it is now yours. Like it was bestowed, being bestowed on or something. And almost as if like, okay, it's your turn. It's your turn to lead. Your guy needs to like take care of him. And you've been bitching and complaining, Marusha, that you never have time to really grow what you want to grow in the way you want to grow it. So here you go. You're welcome. It was like the universe is saying that. And it literally was the scariest and most like terrifying time because all of a sudden I felt like I had to become breadwinner overnight. Mm. And I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know what to do with that other than be afraid. And I sat in my fear for a few minutes, for a few weeks, <laughs> and then really decided at that point, I just, this is not going to support us. You know, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to really be able to thrive even in the midst of COVID, in the midst of a mental health crisis, in the midst of the girls being virtually, you know, schooled and home with us 24 seven, like, what do we need to do? And I finally leaned in and I got help. And I got help from a therapist. I got help from hiring a, a, a new business coach I've been wanting to work with for a while. I got help. I, I brought on um, an operations person on our team um, who's now become the COO for our company. I brought in help. Like I, I, I built this company. I started to build this company in April from that place of like, if I was to build a company for someone else out there, what would I do differently? And I started to put myself in as that person. And start loving on myself as if I mattered and my company mattered just as someone else's company mattered. And you know what, Sarah, like me leaning into this fear every day has been a beautiful gift because what I'm leaving it, you know, leaving this, these moments with is this um, recognition that I needed, I needed that push to be able to like finally thrive. Yeah. I'm finally thriving because our company is not dependent. Part of the reason he needed that mental health break is he was putting it all on himself to do like 80% of the work and, or, you know, between the two of us, 80% of the work. Right. And so that's not sustainable. So if, you know, in terms of building businesses, or you think about like companies that are, that do thrive, you can't, most of us can't do all the things we need some support in our businesses. So when I leaned into my feminine power and really just sat with, sat with myself and said, what will this, if I really wanna help make lives better by creating communities that thrive, how am I doing it? Why am I like being a consultant all by myself? No, no, no. Like let's build a model that is going to be able to actually help them thrive because they're seeing it modeled back to them. And quite honestly, our sales have never been better we have done more sales since April than I've done in the last, you know, uh, three years. Wow. So it's been amazing. Um, and I'm, and I'm just sharing that because it's really that practice of leaning back in. Mm. What does it feeling the pulse, like being grounded in it and then responding appropriately. Thank you for your answer. And it's almost as if you were reading my mind because one of the questions that I wanted to ask you when you were talking about 
uh, you feeling very burned out from being in your masculine as you were leading the business, uh, how you've seen this impact men in business when they are fully in their masculine and not taking time to rest and rejuvenate. And then you brought this up about your husband without me even asking that question. It's funny. It's true though. I, a lot, I work with a lot of men. Like I built that business incubator with a gentleman by the name of Ryan Moran and built another company at another point uh, in 2000, you know, from 2009, 2011 with a gentleman by the name of David Fry. And I think men just naturally being in the, are, are naturally uh, praised for being in their masculine. And so I think for a lot of men, what I found, uh, including some of those who are closest to me, is that it's so hard for them to, to ask for help. So hard to just not be always on or want to be taking action and saving the day. And um, that's what we love about our guys. And, oh my gosh, it's easy for me, who, who is an oldest child, who was always, you know, was babysitting my brothers and sister since I was like eight years old. Um, you know, it's easy for me to kind of play in that same energy and, uh, it just doesn't serve us. You know, it, we all need that. We all need that balance in our lives of both. And mm-hmm. yeah, working with men, I see, uh, how exhausted they get and how they do need that space to fill themselves up and to rejuvenate and to be in community with other men, just like, like women need to have space for community as well. And, um, there's so much judgment around men and also like becoming an entrepreneur myself and building my business and really seeing how many challenges there are to be successful in business has given me a lot more appreciation and respect for um, men that really do succeed and, you know, really do um, work so hard to, to bring in money to support their families. And uh, I think that, they can, they can be taken for granted a lot of the time. Like that's just your responsibility and that's your job, that's your role in society, it's your role in the family. And uh, I think as, as women, we can, it would serve us well to express our gratitude <laughs> for all the work that they do put out for us. 100%. And, you know, thank you for saying that because I, I think that was one of the things I recognized this this past spring was how easily it was for me to criticize um, because that's our culture. It's a a critical culture of men Um, when really sometimes they just don't know how to like lean in to connection. And and so they they do what they know how to do, which is to create and, and, and build. And, you know, and so that was a fascinating, that was one of those things for me, this, this, uh, at the beginning of COVID and just watching my husband go through what he needed to go through, you know, what he, he's been going through and coming out, you know, at this point on the other side of that conversation and the other side of that experience, I should say, um, just realizing like, man, what if I just wasn't so critical? Maybe, maybe I could hear him better. Maybe, you know, I could be more present with him just as I am with my girlfriends and my women clients, you know, my female clients. So it's like, yeah, huh. 
Look at that. That was a big insight for me. Yeah. How do you um, approach growing together with other women? How does that show up for you in life and business? Working with women. I love the energy of creation in action together. Um, women have ideas and they go and, and they make that decision to go through a process of coming up with that idea from that place of love and from that place of that, like that space within ourselves that uh, is more intuitive than not, it's fun. Like I get to be nerdy with that. Um, so from like a business creation side, I really enjoy that energy. Um, in terms of like friendships and life, I am, I've been really blessed to be in a family. You see that the photo behind me, that's actually of my sister and my myself with my mom, my aunt who also raised me and my grandmother who also raised me. And I love having it, I know it's far back, but I have them always with me um, because, and I could probably cry about this because they were the ones that taught me what it looks like to raise one another up. Um, and so I grew up and was very fortunate to be around women that were about raising one another up. I don't have a lot of drama stories with women um, of feeling like, oh, you know, that caddy, I've heard, I hear about it a lot. I've experienced it as well, but I really try to invite, you know, a no drama, a no drama experience around me. <laughs> um, so what I recognize is when I'm in that place that there's some drama, I'm like, okay, love you, but I can't. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I mean, I think for me, I, that I approach, I approach relationships with other women, uh, open-armed, um, uh, very much so. And I want to see women rise up. Like I want desperately for people to know what it feels like to be seen. And, um, and so I built my business around helping people be seen in their work and, and then help cultivate that space and that community around them. So in all areas of my life, I think, you know, like I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that women are a big part of my experience and, um, being in relationship and connection with other women is, to me, it's just fun. It makes it, uh, makes life amazing. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I agree. It's, uh, it's something that I actively seek out is a community with other women. It's so important and it just makes life better. It makes everything feel better. Yes. Yes. Totally agree with you. Yeah. So, I just let my hair. Good. <laughs> I was going to say, um, can you talk to us about what community building has to do with unleashing your feminine energy? Ooh, that's a cool question. Ooh, what does community building have to do with unleashing your femininity? Okay, here's what's coming up. I think as women, we are meant for community. We are built for relationships. Some of us have been wounded a lot, and it feels scary to be in relationships with either other women or just people, uh, men or women. I think community, being in community and build and being part of communities that are built from love are what the world needs to heal. And so as somebody who is a huge fan of communities and building communities, what I, what I imagine is when we as women lean into our leadership, again, 
for me, leadership looks like, you know, leading and being an influence, like someone who influences the three people around you or the million people that you have a message with or somewhere in between. Like it all looks different for each of us. And even so, when we lean into our, our feminine power and when we lean into the goodness that we are naturally just because of that's how you're wired. When we do that and we partner that with creating or being a part of communities that are based from love, like a lo- an intention of love, that is where the world heals. That is how we heal. That is how we can grow. That is how we rise to the next level. Um, and so I think it's a really interconnected thing. There's, you know, as a woman who is constantly looking to be in partnership and in collaboration with other women, like I can't imagine um, not being in my femininity, fe- femininity and not having community around that experience, right? It can also feel really hard. And also <laughs> that's part of the goodness of it. <laughs> It is part of the goodness. And we learn so much from each other. I learn so much from the communities of women that I'm in. And uh, I think especially during this time of um, social distancing and people, you know, being uh, moving to places, you know, different places like our living situations have changed because of COVID and our work situations have changed. Like, I am like the, the online communities of women that I'm a part of have become such a a powerful um, influence in my life. And, and even pre COVID they were as well. I already had some really fantastic uh, communities of women, but I've like sought out even more and like really felt myself wanting to go deeper in those communities. And, and it really does change my life. Like I literally see how just my, my feminine power is unleashed. Like I'm tapping deeper into my intuition. I am following my impulses more. I'm having those creative insights that I love to have. And when I'm just in that go, go, go mode and trying to do it on my own, I start to dry up. Like it literally starts to feel like I'm just depleted. Like there's not much left to give. I'm just like forcing it, you know? But when I like, when I'm in those communities, it's just like the juiciness starts to bubble back up again. Agreed. hundred percent agree with you on that. It feels alive, right? We get to be each other's like lifelines in some way. Um, we get to like, like you said, bring that juice back, you know, just bring some yumminess back to life. And I think, you know, one of the things that COVID has really done for us as a world has helped us, hopefully has helped us realize how necessary being in connection with another human is Mm -hmm. truthfully, you know, the we've, I've been reading, there's so many great books right now that are out. There's a book called Lost Connections. Um, it's, it's, but I can't, I'm not thinking of his name off the top of my head, but I can find that out if you want. Um, but he talks about how, uh, he talks about a lot of things, but one of the biggest points that he brought into that book was the skyrocketing rates. And this is obviously before COVID skyrocketing rates of, um, of, uh, anxiety and depression and suicide, Mm -hmm. um, everything has been, has been skyrocketing. 
and they're recognizing that the, the correlation between those three things and a, a lack of connection, lost connections, you know, us more on our phones, us more, you know, wanting to not be in relationship with others because we're finding it in virtual worlds for some of us, like virtual reality experiences or, um, or just, you know, addicted to our phones, for example, I'm just giving two of the many examples. So, but with that being said, you know, that, that's been on my mind. I, be, I read that book maybe a year before COVID and, and my body of work is all about creating connections. So it's really something I've been spending a lot of energy and time on prior to us all going into quarantine and um, into social isolation. And then this is like the biggest experiment of all time. How do we handle this? How do we handle the fact that we're all now in our own little bubbles of houses? Um, some of us, it's a party of one. Some of us, it's a party of 10, right? Or somewhere in between. And so how do we all handle that? And I think what, again, what we're finding is that there's an even more increase in depression, anxiety, and suicide um, that's been happening over these last six months here in the United States. And so what do we need to do about that? Really, to me, what we need to do is, is what we're talking about is creating intentionality. Yeah, we have to be online. Yeah, we have to be virtual. But how those communities are created and how those communities start to like invite each of us, like you were saying, to feel home or feel connected and go deeper into the relationships, even if it's through Zoom or another platform, like we can, we can look at these as blessings while also being really intentional about the fact that as humans, we need connection. We yeah. really do. Um, and gosh, I can't wait to actually like see you in person and give you a big hug and talk face to face because there's a whole, as you know, there's a whole level of energy that is shifted once we're actually in person that you just can't fully grasp on online. Um, but let's do the most we can with what we got. Um, so yeah, I think that that's something that, you know, we're in a space of invitation right now. Of how do we wanna grow our communities um, even in the midst of its, you know, obvious uh, down, not downfalls, but like obvious obstacles in and of, in and of itself. Yeah, I, I see that um, so often with like the online dating world because I'm single. And so like I'll get on the apps and like find people, you know, you like go through the whole thing and then you match with somebody and then you start the conversation and then maybe you do like a FaceTime or a Zoom call or something before actually meeting up in person. I think especially during these times, like you kind of take some extra steps before meeting in person. And like, it, none of it like really can um, match the energy that you have in person with somebody. It's like, there can be interesting conversation. You can be like a good texter, like going back and forth, banter and all the fun stuff. And then you meet up in person and you're just like, Nah, <laughs> not the one. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, I, that's not my world right now, right? But like, wow, I can imagine that could be really interesting during this season mm. um, of COVID. Because yeah, you have to like be a little bit more patient in the process of like, you know, do we see each other in person? 
are you have you been around anyone with COVID like it's a whole new conversation wow yeah Yeah. and but it's like what do you smell like you know (laughs) what do you taste like like these are things that can't come across (laughs) online you know where it's just like the the nuances of our humanity that impact our attraction, like those primal aspects of us that, that really are the fuel for our attraction and um, smell and taste are two of the most primal and Mm -hmm. most ancient. And you got to be in person. (laughs) I was just thinking all of a sudden, like, what if this might mean my entrepreneurial crazy, um, what if, what if we each had like our own, like, you know, scratch and sniff stickers? Yes, I love it. <laughs> You're on to something. Where you meet me, here's my scratch and sniff sticker. I'm going to mail it to you. <laughs> and and suddenly the post office is back in business. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> So I'm curious, is sacred sexuality something that you explore? It is very new to me. Um, It's very new to me. I'll be honest. Like I think for so long, so I grew up in a very Christian, very Christian, Christian, Christian home. Um, And so sex was like not a thing you talked about until you got married. I'll never forget my grandmother, one that photo over there. Um, She uh, said to me, you know, here's a quarter, put it between your knees. I said, okay. And she's like, give it to your husband. That was my like sex talk with grandma. So there's that. Um, And so yes. And I'm so new to it. It is still part of this journey of like understanding my femininity and feeling like safe in my body um, to have a conversation around sacred sexuality. Like it is new, new, new for me. I would say in the last year I've been in this conversation. Um, but it is one where, you know, as I'm really leaning more into my feminine, um, that I find myself really feeling like, I don't know, can I go there? Is it allowed? Am I allowed? It's like these old belief patterns, um, that stop me. So yeah, that's where I'm at in that journey. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see like how how that further empowers you in your life because you're already so incredibly powerful. And I just like just know that once you're like, yeah, you're like in it, you're just gonna take off even that much more. Wow. Wow. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that continues to show up for me. I think that's my learning edge right now, for sure. Cool, that's exciting. Oh my God, wow. And you're, uh, your husband's in for a treat. <laughs> He's liking him learning already, so there's that. So that's good. Awesome. But it is, it's still pretty new for me. Cool. So curious, what areas do you see that the masculine and feminine can heal? Oh, I, for me, I think one major area that we can heal, I mean, it is sexuality. I think big part of the conversation is that, um, I think it's also 
you know, I, I, I approached it earlier a little bit, but like understanding what the roles mean. What are, what are roles? You know, like, again, I grew up in a very men do this, women do this. And so for me as an entrepreneur, it was really like, wait, what are you doing? You're not going to, you're not going to either just be an assistant or a teacher or be at home. Like you're going to actually go and build like seven, six and seven figure companies. Huh? So like for me, it was, uh, it, it has been this journey of like healing my own mind of what it means to be a woman and like a woman in leadership. And it also has been, and so therefore with that, like the men in my life also healing, like having those healing conversations about how do we show up in our, both of us in our power and not just my husband, but like other men in my life, you know? Um, and yeah, I think that's a really big conversation that could really use some love mm. and some, some beautiful, uh, some beautiful connection and conversation for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's one that is a, a constant conversation, right? I think as, as we continue to evolve as humans, um, we continue to evolve as men and women, as those that identify as masculine, feminine, non-binary, right? There's this constant um, conversation that just is going to take place along the way. Uh, I definitely see how, you know, women, um, women stepping up into uh, more positions of power has triggered a lot of insecurity in men as to not knowing what their place is now and how do they show up fully masculine when women are embodying so much of that. And I think part of, part of it is women, um, not forgetting their feminine, like you can be so powerful in your feminine, uh, and especially like in relationship, like maybe you're maybe in business, your business gets one side of you, right? But maybe your partner gets another side of you. Uh, and then also men continuing to rise, like as women become more powerful, men rise up with us, you know, continue to rise as well. Like you don't need to stay stagnant. It's not like you just need to look around and like, oh, well, there's a woman doing their thing and I'm staying here. No, rise with us. And I hear from so many women, a hunger for the masculine to rise and to, uh, to continue keeping that balance in check. Right. So we can we cannot feel like there's an, an imbalance between us. Right. That's so, that would be beautiful. Yes. Yes to all of that. And I've noticed too, in a lot of relationships, I'm in a, a wonderful community of women. Um, there's a group of, it's like a small group of us, a cohort of like four of us. We were in this beautiful conversation where all, we all run incredible companies and, um, all that are making the world a better place. And all of us have partners who we at one point or another have felt like, can you just like get your act together or, 
And it really, if we look at that, and then we, we were having this little cohort of, uh, of mine, and I were having this conversation around similar topic, like, we want them so desperately to own their masculine, like, please do. Because we don't want to hold that space for you also, you know, um, we, we want to be feminine, we want to be like, in our feminine power around our, our, our men. Um, but I don't know, sometimes I wonder if they know how to do it or if they're comfortable because they don't know how to handle us as women either, right? And so it is, it's a healing process of, of saying yes to both and, to the both and of the conversation. And, um, and, and I know it's possible. I get that, I see it too on the other side of when men join us in that conversation, when we are receptive and open, to letting letting down our masculine to be present with our partners and um, and what that feels like it's it feels amazing to be able to like surrender that masculine right yeah it really so, does it does so it is a, I I love I love that question and to invite invite me and to invite all everyone else to consider what does that actually feel like for us to to surrender that give ourselves permission to be aligned with how we're created and yeah. designed. Yeah. I do think that there, there's so much wounding associated with the masculine that both men and women have. And I think a lot of what we see in women in embodying um, like the masculine and not allowing themselves to also have the feminine can come from wounding of being okay well if I am masculine then I can't be hurt by the masculine right if I if I am that I can't be taken advantage of by that and I see a lot of really beautiful good men that don't want to contribute to the problem that they've seen other men contribute to and what I always remind them is that those that embody masculinity and also are abusive, they are abusive people. And that is abuse. It's not masculinity. But I think that there's so much, there's been a lot of um, just kind of a meshing of the two. And masculinity has become this trigger word. You know, it's like people are so triggered by the term masculine or masculinity. And it's, it's because of these associations that really don't need to be there. We need to start being very clear. No, the masculine is not abusive. Abusive people are abusive, right? And like really starting to heal even just our relationship with the word can, can go really far. Um, And like, I hear from women all the time. They want men to to be strong and to be powerful. Um, And I think there's like the kind of the, um, the societal view that is perpetuated in the media is men of dominance, men of control. And like, these are the powerful men that are that are portrayed and like really spotlighted in the media. Um, And 
good men don't want to be that. Right. And they're like, well, if that's what it means to be a man, I don't want to be that. Um, but what if they could be fully in their masculine and be warriors, be protectors, be providers, right? Like those aspects of healthy masculinity that are also strong and powerful and that women love to feel in a man. Oh my gosh, that would be wonderful. And I, I mean, that's why I love the work that you do with men, Sarah, is, you know, just to see, know that men are invited into their journey. Um, and then, as you said, women, you know, and, and what I'm getting also from this experience um, in these, you know, last week and this week is, is just rec- recognition that we can heal that within ourselves too, um, as women, we get to heal. Like we get to do that. We have it right now within us, the responsibility for us to like responsibility in the sense that like, if you are ready to own your, you, me, all of us are ready to own our femininity, we are responsible then to what that looks like and how that wants to show up in the world. Right. And we get to heal, like we get to heal these wounds that we've had um, around abusive or um, abusive men or masculinity uh, and what that looks like and has it been experienced in our lives. We get to heal that. Um, so it's up to us. And, and where we go with that means we're, you know, while each of us are just one person, we actually go back, going back to what I shared at the beginning, we actually are not just one person. We're a, an individual that yes, may be in one body, but has the power to use our feminine power for good in all the circles that we impact. So we've got that responsibility and the privilege to say yes to the healing and say yes to the goodness of, of our beings. Like we're good and they're good. And how can we give ourselves permission to heal together? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that so much of it really is that that inner work of personal healing for all of us to do. And, you know, I've heard so many women and there's, you know, memes all over the internet, articles and, you know, different posts on social media and whatnot about just how shitty men are and all men this and all men that. And it's like, no, it's not all men. Yes, those men are out there, but there are also those women out there (laughs) (laughs) causing chaos in the world. And it's, it's on an individual level healing, you know, like you can't say because I have been hurt by a one man, all men are this. Yeah. And yeah. It's true. It's true. This is some beautiful work and it's hard. Anything that's beautiful. I've, I've recognized I've like totally surrendered myself to the fact that the really beautiful work is the hardest work to do. Um, and it's so good. Like I wouldn't, I'm so grateful for Emily having jumped into my life a few years ago and inviting me to a different way. I'm so grateful that I said yes to that. I'm so grateful that while it's been like a, okay, here I am going back into my masculine full time. um, (laughs) uh, I can pause now and stop myself from burning out and I can come back to me and I can lean back into the goodness that I am. Mm. Uh, So grateful for this work. 
and uh, and for this journey, you know, it's it's been such a beautiful healing. It's the most um, loving journey I've given myself permission to have. It's just to, to learn about me in this journey. So what are your favorite self-care routines? Um, my favorite, favorite, favorite is to dance. Favorite. Love it. Dance all day, every day. If I, well, I do all day. Not every day. Not, not all day. I do it every day. <laughs> um, I have my three daughters. And so I'm very grateful to be able to like have passed on my love for dancing. And so it's very, very often that we'll have a dance party at the end of the day to kind of like shake off all the whatever was for was happening that day. And um, yeah, we're totally nerdy and goofy and it's the best. It's the best. Um, so definitely dance is my favorite self-care. Um, I also really love, I don't know if this counts as self-care for most people, but for me it does as an extrovert connector type. Um, going for coffee with a friend, like to me, that is all sorts of self-care or having somebody like opening my home and having people come over is self-care for me mm. um, because I can just be present with them. Quality time is my love language. And so for me to be able to like love somebody like that and feel loved by quality time, like that's full on self-care for me. Um, and, um, and then the other, I think the last one I would say is, um, I have a meditate, like I have a morning routine. It's like, I call it sacred mama time. <laughs> and my morning routine is, you know, I wake up before the kids get up, I have just me time. I uh, get an opportunity to do some yoga, to med do meditation, and then some journaling, whatever's showing up for me that day during meditation, I journal on that. Um, and then have my cup of coffee and, and enjoy the, the peace and quiet before the busy habits and it really is the thing that grounds me um, to get the day off on the right foot so yeah those are my those are my my go-tos for sure beautiful sounds wonderful I love to dance too it's so yeah. much fun yes 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 um and so I'm curious what do you envision the next wave of feminism to look like how do you envision this Ooh, you have good questions. Um, the next wave of feminism, I imagine it to be where women and men look at each other with love and invite each other into each other's stories wholeheartedly and fully with compassion for the other, with the ability to see each other as fierce in our own ways and to give each other permission to fully show up in our goodness. That's what I imagine feminism to be in the next round. It's really fun to have daughters because I'm watching them um, say things that I never would have thought, like realize like how I grew up was very much like gendered. Um, my youngest daughter, Sayla, is really excited about getting into jujitsu. And like full on, she's like, she sees MMA fighters on TV. She goes, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, what? So no, <laughs> like, that's not what we do. 
we do not do those things. But she is like full bodied. She uses her body and she's a warrior. I mean, she's a warrior. Um, and she is, she's, incre- she's incredible. And uh, I'm so, you know, grateful to have a daughter like her to show me that, you know, she gets to be who she chooses to be because that's just the way it is. And right. um, that, that's the next wave of feminism, I think. It's when we're, we're seeing each other face to face and saying, you're welcome as you are. Let's go. Let's do this. That's awesome. Well, you can tell her that Sarah Rose is a badass. I, I also train in jujitsu and um, I love hearing that she's, she's doing that. It's so much fun. It's the most fun I ever have is doing jujitsu and I haven't been training because uh, of covid so i haven't been on the mat since march and it's uh definitely painful <laughs> missing that so i love that she's doing that that's so great it's been she just started and she's so happy like she's been asking me to do it for about a year and i finally was like you know what we gotta we gotta do this thing so she just started about a month ago and she's like she's just happy yeah i'm seeing her show up for her love it well, it's so great having you here. And can you please tell everybody how they can find you, how they can work with you? Uh, because you have so much to offer. And I know there are a lot of people in this community that are um, in the process of creating businesses, doing the things, and they need the type of expertise that you offer. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll start first with um, coffee because we always have to start our days with coffee. So if you're, if anyone here is interested in checking out Perky Perky Coffee, feel free to go to our website. It's perkyperky.com and, you know, try some coffee. We do a 20% off coupon um, for your first purchase. So that would be awesome. Or if you just want to follow us, we're on Instagram, we're on um, Facebook, of course, and, um, and we're just now starting to get on TikTok. So that's been fun. Um, and then for working with me personally on, you know, community, building your community, looking at yourself as a leader for your community or doing any of that work, that's a big part of my work. Um, feel free to connect with me on Facebook. I, I'm also on Instagram, but Facebook is kind of where I hang. Um, and I also have a Facebook group. So it's called Create Cell Impact. Um, so feel free to look that up, create self impact, um, search it in Facebook. And it's, it's my group that we're growing to talk about community and all things to based out of love, you know, so we grow communities out of love. And so if you want to build your community from that space, it really is the place to, to start that or continue that conversation for yourself. Well, I am very excited personally to work with you. I know that um, what you're doing would be is in perfect alignment with what I'm doing with my company. So um, I'm excited to to get to connect with you on that level um, in the next few weeks or so. So thank you for being here. You are so inspiring. I love seeing you on social media and just thank you for being who you are in the world. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you. And I appreciate this time that we've had today to be able to connect and to talk about things that I don't get to talk a lot about. Um, So thank you for giving me that space to bring in this part of my journey and my conversation to others. And uh, I, I really enjoyed tonight. Thank you for your, for your time tonight. 
kisses to you all. Love you so much. Thank you, Marusha. See you all soon. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.